to a special Full Tilt Brewing episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, so it's another showcase, but... I did the work. Yes, so uh, I'm going to talk a little bit in the beginning, but then I'm going to step it back, and it's mainly going to be Rebecca, and I get to take the Rebecca role. Yeah. Um, I've been excited about this, because A, I didn't have to do any of the work ahead of time. (laughs) And B, I didn't have to agonize about what beers to include in this. True, I picked the beers. And, you know, pick the lineup of how we're going to taste the beers. And C, I get to just drink during this. I mean, obviously I'll, you know, talk some, but I don't have to talk as much as usual. And that's pretty liberating, I will say. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Plus, I'm excited to try these beers. Yeah, I Every one of them, to be honest. Okay. So, I like to start with the beer in my glass. So, we're going to just jump right in. So, yeah. we're going to start off with um, something called Beer Maria. Count Me In, which is their hopped blonde ale. And it is 5.6%. And mm. Full Tilt is out of Baltimore. Yep. And we obtained all these beers through the website Beer Me, which is spelled B-I-E-R-M-I. It's a very new thing since the whole COVID-19 situation where it's basically a way you can place orders with breweries that are within a certain mile distance from your house, and then they will hand-deliver beer to you, because they can't ship, but they can hand-deliver beers to you by state law in Maryland. This, was it just since COVID? Yeah. I I think. I thought that it was before that, Actually, yeah, you you know what? It might be, but I just... I mean, it's taken off. Right, yeah. Well, and I know that it mainly, I think... I'm going to have to look into it more, but I think it was started by True Respite Brewing in Maryland or someone associated with that brewery, but then it's taken off since there. It's it's used in many, many states now, Hmm. and I think it's a wonderful thing. So we got all our beers through that Beer Me website. Um, So, yeah, we just placed an order, Full Tilt fulfilled that order, and it was really awesome and seamless. Uh, literally they had one of their employees bring the beers to our front door. We just showed our ID. I showed my ID through my storm door in the front and they, you know, just stuck their head close enough to, you know, look at it, look at me, get the date and everything, verify I'm old enough. Then she actually pulled out a piece of paper and went over what my order was and checked every single beer in the case that she brought just to make sure it was all right. It was great. It was wonderful. And she's very nice. So. And no contact. No contact. So perfect. All right. I so guess no contact really only if you don't if you have a storm door though. If you don't have a storm right. door or glass, it's a little different. Uh, yeah. You could just crack your door and stick yeah. your hand out with <laughs> with the ID. Yeah. That's another way to do it. Okay. So, yeah. So anyway, beer uh, Maria. blonde ale beer Maria. Count me in. Five point six percent alcohol. This is um this is supposed to be dry hopped, right? From what I remember. That's, I read somewhere that it's yeah. Man, they really filled this can up, which is, not, like, look at how high that's yeah. filled. That's, I like to see that. That means there's less chance of uh, getting, oh, my God, this pour is terrible. I did a terrible job pouring that. Jesus. <laughs> well, there's All your beer the while I, you know, like, clean Mine, up a little. Yeah, yours is messy. You might have to, you might have to wipe this. We're going to have to wash these um, towels. towels that we put on here. But that, you know, that's why I put the towels on the table. Because I know there's a possibility for me to do this. Okay. So it is... has a little haze to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's pretty dark orange. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it looks like if you would tell me, oh, it's a IPA, I'd be like, yeah. Look wise, looks wise. Yeah. So has a nice, nice head to it. Yeah. Mm. It smells. I love, it smells so crisp, so clean, so weedy. It smells like a blonde ale for sure, yeah. but that there's like a touch of fruit. That's that dry hop coming through. I'm trying to figure out. Ooh, almost dropped. <laughs> I almost dropped my glass because it's slick on the outside because oh, I geez. dribbled beer down the side. It um, <laughs> has a little Vaseline smell. Yeah, I could see where you're getting that one. Which I don't love. I'm, that's one of my hypersensitive. So it's got that kind of citrus, candy, smarty smell that we get from a lot of hoppy beers from Trogues. Oh, okay. It's not super pronounced, but it's kind of light in there, which I like that smell. I really like that smell. Yeah, so it's got a little bit of sweetness, but a nice citrus, too. And the citrus being like a light, light orange. It's like a light orange. It smells good. Tastes good, too. Oh, that's, like, super easy. Super easy. What is the ABD? What did I say? Five something? 5.6. Yeah. It's so... It's got that naked Cheerio in there. Yeah, I know, and I love love. it. I'm not so big on that. It's like a real grainy flavor. It's okay. It's nice, light, easy, flavorful. It's really kind of everything I wanted. I like the flavor up front on it. You know me. I'm not huge on the naked Cheerio flavor. I know that's really hitting well for Rebecca. For me, not as much. It has a nice bitterness to back it up at the end. I like the mouthfeel to it. It's very crisp and refreshing because of that. And from the dry hopping, I get like a quick punch of a nice citrusy note up front, which is pretty tasty. Yeah. I, I, I friggin' dig this beer. It's good. Yeah. Okay. So we'll come back to talking a little bit about this beer. Okay. Um, okay. So, Full Tilt was kind of, it's funny, on their website it says it, it originated in 1984, which is when <laughs> the two owners were born, because uh. um, the two owners are cousins. So, that's when they kind of, haha said it was started. But, so, that's when the, the relationship was formed basically so the two owners are cousins nick fertig and dan i don't know if it's bow miller or bow miller b-a-u-m-i-l-l-e-r so those two guys are cousins um friends growing up um and it all started when they bought a home brew kit in 2008 so 12 years ago is when the home brewing started when the home brewing started yeah so they just kind of started home brewing and then you know, had friends over, they liked their beers, they kept buying more equipment, one thing led to another, and then they started doing contract brewing at a Peabody Heights in 2012. And that's kind of officially when I think, like, the whole full tilt kind of... Was a brand. ...became yeah. a little bit more legit. Um, and then more recently, in December of 2018, they opened up their actual, like, brick-and-mortar okay. brewery. So they were doing the contract brewing for like six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it being a substantial amount of time. And this is kind of like you giving this information is bringing some stuff back to me. That's right. Because you actually, before they 
I don't, I guess it was when they were doing the contract brewing at yeah. Peabody is when you interviewed Nick on the podcast. Yeah. I think I, that had to be like five years ago or something like that. Like it's been at five or six years oh, ago. Yeah. It's been a while. Oh, it's been probably more than that. So if you want to hear that interview I did with Nick Fertig from Full Tilt, uh, you can go to archive.org and just search Brutal Battle on there. It has all our back episodes, but also just the website, brutalbattle.com. You can find it there. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. I know that at that time he had said that he really wanted to have a brick and mortar, like actual brewery, but it just wasn't in the works at that point. Um, we went out to dinner before we did the interview, and I know we talked a lot at that point about like what his contract situation was and um, his thoughts for the future and all that type of stuff. And uh, it's cool because thinking back so far, like he he wasn't 100% sure that they would be able to make it to the brick and mortar, but he was working towards that really diligently and really wanted that to get there. So it's cool to be in this time now and know that like it happened. Yeah. So pretty awesome. So they opened up the brick and mortar in December of 2018 in uh, North Baltimore area with a 15 barrel system. So from what I was reading, it sounds like they still use Peabody. For, oh, really? I think so. That's what it's, I mean, I don't know if it's, if they are still doing that now, mm. but at least when they opened the brick and mortar, they were still doing that for some of their larger batches and then reserving their 15 barrel system for more like one-offs mm. kind of experimental things that they didn't have to commit because when you're the contract brewing at Peabody, they had to commit to like large volumes oh, yeah. um, of certain beers and you know, that kind of limits creativity sometimes. Well, for distribution's sake, you know, it, it's good to use contract brewing in that situation, especially when you first start with your new brick and mortar brewery. I mean, I know there are some breweries still who like they brew their own beer to be served at their location. And then everything that gets distributed is done elsewhere, elsewhere. like Brewers Art in Baltimore right. is a prime example. They have really good beer at their brewery. But I don't like their beer in cans because it's done by Sly Fox on Contract Brew. And I don't think Sly Fox does a very good job. But there's some other breweries that end up doing that type of thing. Yeah. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if that's currently still what is going on. But at least when they opened up the brick and mortar, that's what it was. Because from 2017 to 2018, they doubled, doubled their production. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I will say that when they opened their physical location, I, w I did, like, pretty quickly become more cognizant of seeing Full Tilt beers in a l much larger volume in liquor stores. Yeah. And I still think it's... And again, we haven't really been out to a liquor store in a while. Like two months. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when we were out, it seems like... I don't... The beers that we have here, I, I mean, these are actually some of their newer things, which yeah. we were able to get straight from the brewery, which I think is kind of what they're doing still, you know, yeah, like, yeah. um, their year round and their seasonal beers probably, or you can get them, they will distribute. And those probably are the ones that I guess that they're probably yeah. brewing at Peabody. Well, and the, and just so people know, these are all 16 ounce cans, which I love that they're using all cans for this stuff. We also had a, had some 12 ounce cans that we got that we're not including in this episode, and that was for their Memorial Pills, which is a Pilsner. And I remember trying that Memorial Pills 
on the episode where I did the interview with uh, Nick, and I remember really liking it. I don't think I've had it since then, though. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so it'll be... It'll be nice. If it's how I remember it, it was very tasty. So Okay. So we're going to move on to our second beer, which is a new one for them. Dan's Jams, which is a sour ale with black currant and blackberry. Um, and it is 4.5%. And when we ordered, we also got um, one of the Dan's Jams sour ale, and that is with pomegranate and boysenberry. Mm, yeah. Um, Both so sound pretty tasty. I don't know if that's going to be like a reoccurring... Dan's jam with different fruit. I'm just checking the um, the beer Maria just to see if they had any information about what hop they dry hop oh. with. They don't. And this one is also the same. Very now be careful. almost filled exact. I know. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to really focus. I should pour yours first. There we go. Ah. I just, like, I forget about it. Oh. It's still dribbled. I forget about it. There's, like, a particular way. You have to hold the lip at a certain angle and just commit, you know? You have, you have to go at it hoard. So I was excited to see the color of this, oh, and it didn't disappoint. That's pretty. It's just that, like, deep raspberry. Yeah. It looks like like jam water. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's why Dan's, Dan's jams. jams. So I'm assuming this is, and this was brewed after Dan, one of the owners, and his love for sours. Um, on the can, it talks about that. Man, that big that big head sitting on it is so pink. It looks yeah. really fun. Dan's love for fruited sours is legendary, so much so that if it was possible, he'd fill up his pool with all that tasty tart nectar and swim around in it all day. The series of beer is made in honor of his obsession and hopefully yours as well. The, uh, how thick the head is and how pink it is, it looks like strawberry milk. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks like a lot of, like, the fruited sours we've had from other breweries. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, with just that. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm excited by how it looks. It looks, like, creamy, too. Mm -hmm, it does. I mean, that head, and it, it smells creamy. I smell the tartness to it pretty much immediately, but it's very soft. It's like a soft tartness. It almost smells like maybe it's like a, a fruited goza. It might be. Now, they do have a fruited goza line. Mm. Um, yeah, it's so, so soft. Govin's goza. It says blackberry and boysenberry. Oh, black currant and blackberry. Yeah, I... The thing is, certain berries are hard to pick out. Like, I don't know what black currant smells like enough. I do know what blackberry smells like, um, I mean, but it's, it's just, subtle. It smells like just a nondescript berry. Yeah. yeah, it smells like berry salad, basically. I mean, it doesn't overtly smell like strawberry, but any of your raspberry, blackberry, blueberry, all of those berries... Now, I don't get the naked Cheerio in this. No. Which, which is interesting. I assumed I would. Yeah, because this is normally a style you would get the naked Cheerio. And especially coming off that Beer Maria, we know they can do the naked Cheerio. <laughs> I'm fine with that, yeah. obviously, because I'm not a fan of that flavor necessarily. Um, but It's not as fruit forward as I would like. Um, it's a little watery, I think, on some of the 
fruit notes, um, but it's very tasty and very approachable. Um, it's a good tart ale. There's um, there's something there's one thing in here that throws me off, and that's that it it has a floral note to it. Huh? Do you get that? No. Now I don't know if that's naturally occurring from the fruit itself. That's possible, but it's got this this kind of weird floral note that it's not bad. It's just I wasn't expecting it, and it feels kind of out of place. But I like the fruit. I think it, you know, I think that um, when you're saying it's not as fruit forward, I do you mean like sour-wise? Like tart fruit? Maybe. Because I think it's plenty of fruit, in my opinion. It's just like the fruit is sweeter. You know, because you yeah. know how when you get like fruit that's, you know, a little yeah. younger, it's more on the tart side, and a little older, it's more just on, like, the sweet, sugary side. It's okay. more on, like, the, the flavor of the fruit, but it's it's softer. It's more on the yeah. sweet, sugary side. Okay. I like it, though. And this is this is actually one that you could give to someone, and they wouldn't necessarily know it's a sour, to be honest. You could oh, yeah. just say, oh, it's just a fruit fruit beer. And they'd be like, oh, this okay. Is- yeah, it's definitely like I said. It's very. I said it's mm-hmm. a pr- very approachable. Yeah. And it is. I mean, ABVY flavor wise, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I like it. And that um, that perception of that floral note starts to taper away. Yeah, as I, I keep drinking. I don't it. perceive it. At it's all. still there though. Okay, so in an interview, Nick said that his their brewery they they he said it's. It's a place where anyone from young families to college students can go and have a good time. Everyone can always find a little nook and hang out. That's cool. Um, I have been there. I know Carlin has not. No, I haven't. And it is. You know, they have board games. They have um, video games there. They have um, shuffleboard. um, And it is a location where it is definitely approachable you know, two college students and families and, you know. Yeah, it's just another one of those places that Rebecca went to without me. Yeah. She's like, hey, my coworkers and I are going out for happy hour. There's this brewery we've been meaning to go to together, but uh, I'm just going to go there without you. It was actually um, a year ago. I went there last April, I remember, because we yeah, were it celebrating. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. It's just so many breweries, man. Mm-hmm. And one thing I did like there, they have the big like garage doors that you can open up oh yeah to kind of have like indoor outdoor seating which i think is fun because sometimes i don't want to commit to being outside <laughs> but you want the outside want, to come inside yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't i just don't want to be fully outside i just yeah. want the in the outside to creep on in a little bit um so i couldn't find I, I didn't find a ton of information but i have a couple more things i wanted to talk about um was that i think what was evident kind of throughout my research is just how focused they are on community. Mm. Um, one of their first beers, Hops the Cat, they did um, an animal adoption event associated with that beer. Nice. Um, I know Hops the Cat it was actually a, actual an cat. actual cat. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he have like feline leukemia or for uh, feline HIV or something like that? Oh, I don't, I have no idea. Because I remember talking to Nick about that cat. The cat got out. Yeah, I know he got out. I think, 
I think when he got out is when he got infected with whatever oh, heck okay. he had. I don't, I don't know. And that's kind of. But what I think there's also the a. End. I think there was a Barley the dog. Yeah, I, I think he was maybe. But um, anyway, so local adoption animal events um, every. I think most Friday nights they have appreciation nights. Or you can get twenty percent off your tab depending on what profession they're kind mm. of appreciating that night. So That's sometimes cool. it's firefighters, sometimes it's teachers, sometimes it's healthcare providers. Nice. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a good way to focus on the community and kind of give back to those particular people who kind of have thankless jobs. Um, and then different collaborations. So our next beer is going to be in collaboration with another brewery, but the, our first beer. If, pe- if people end up hearing uh, weed whackers in the background, <laughs> apologies. Some people are doing things in their yards. Um, so um, different collaborations for different causes. So we, um, our next beer is going to be one of those beers. Um, but our first beer was actually a collaboration with a band, um, All Time Low. So, and it was named after their song, Dear Maria, Count Me In. Oh, so that's why it says Beer Maria, Count Me In. Right play on that um and that is i'm guessing in part because the lead singer of the band alex gasganth is an investor in the brewery so i'm assuming that's how that relationship was kind of forged um and alex met nick and dan at a weekly beer tasting kind of just at someone's house just kind of tasting and then they met and they all kind of realized how much that beer, food, and music bring people together. No, that's true. That's true. Every every um every uh concert I've ever been to, I see people consuming plenty of beer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually don't like to drink at concerts though. Cuz I like to really focus on the music. Okay. So our third beer we're going to have is All Together. And it is a worldwide collaboration brewed to support hospitality professionals. And this is in collaboration with Other Half Brewing. Hot Brewery. Where is that? They're in New York somewhere. Okay. I think they're in Brooklyn, actually. And it is 6.5%. And it is an IPA. Yeah, so I don't know how they're doing this collaboration. It could be a situation like um, what Sierra Nevada did with Resilience IPA, where they just kind of drew up a recipe and then distributed it to... To breweries who wanted to participate and said, here's a recipe, you know, do your own take on it and call it resilience. And, you know, a certain amount of the proceeds will donate. Yeah, so I think that's... The weed whacking is getting stronger. Oh, it stopped. The can is really pretty. Oh, man. Well, the good thing is they're filling their cans to to the brim. The bad news is Carlin is having a bad time. Yeah, it's, well, that's one of the, it's a, it's a good thing when you fill your can that high because it leaves less of a chance of oxygen screwing up the beer because there's less room for the oxygen in there, but it's a bad thing from the standpoint of if you pour your beer into glasses because it's harder to get that initial pour to not, like, drip off, like, run down the side of the can. You have to, so you should take a couple swigs from the can first. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. You could do that, or just drink out of the can if you're one of those people. Okay, so I'm assuming this is a hazy IPA because it looks yes, hazy. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, it's 
murky. Uh, it looks really orange, but like a brown orange. Yeah, kind of. it's not an appealing color. No, it, but you know, that's hazy IPAs in general, in my opinion. And I think they all look ugly. <laughs> yeah, it smells real good though. Yeah, it mm. smells yeah, it's like nice, nice smell. very orangey, very juicy. Ooh. Yeah, very orangey, but there's also a pineapple note showing up in there. A little bit of mango to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And orange, when, pineapple, mango mix. When you get a lot of that mango, you get a little of that piney, Pine. that bitterness, which is kind of nice to balance out some of that citrus. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't, it's mm. not overtly sugarly sweet on the nose, which is nice. There's a bit of a chapstick note in the nose, which I, I end up getting from a bunch of hazy IPAs. That's one of your... One of my things, things that you yeah. don't like that you pick up yeah, on and don't like. Yeah. That's like my Vaseline. Which you know they're kind of close, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not good, getting though. it. Yeah, it does smell good. Ooh, that's um, that's good for a hazy IPA, in my opinion. It is good. It's not. It doesn't take. Yeah, sorry. It's not over the top sweet, mm-hmm. and it definitely has some bitterness to back it up. Yeah, thankfully. And that's why I say, like, it doesn't taste like a typical hazy IPA because there's actually, like, a relatively good bitterness to it that, like, makes it a substantial beer. It balances flavors out. But you get a lot of that beautiful citrusy flavor up front, like that deep orange juice that we were talking about smelling, that bit of pineapple, that bit of mango, a little bit of pine in there. Mm. I'm getting a, that yeasty quality that I don't love, but it's just characteristic of the style. But, well, but here's the thing. It's not as it's not as pronounced as a lot of hazy IPAs it's I have. True. It's true. there, but it's it's more just kind of like this very dwindling note through each sip. So I am actually really it. digging this, to be yeah. honest. That's that's big. So if Nick or anyone from Full Tilt hears this, <laughs> that's a big compliment because I don't typically like hazy IPAs. And I actually, I like this hazy IPA. And that's one thing too, when they opened up until that, they, I think probably until they opened up their brick and mortar, from what I could tell, it was just Nick and Dan running the show. Mm. And I know for a long time, Nick was doing it in addition to his full-time job. Yeah. You I know? remember him so talking about it, that. It, it's a labor of love for sure. Um, now they have, in addition to themselves, I, they have full-time brewer. They have some other staff, obviously, to help pour the beer and manage, you know, help help manage the brewery and sales and all that other stuff. But for a long time, yeah. it was just the two of them, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, man. Um, okay. So I just want to talk about, I know the last thing we'd like to do is just talk about what brews they have. So we already talked about a couple of them. We talked about Hops the Cat. So year-round, they have Hops the Cat and Baltimore Pale Ale. And then seasonal, they have Memorial Pills, Fleet Street Raspberry Wheat. And then in the fall, they have Patterson Pumpkin. And they've been they've been doing that pumpkin beer for a long time. And the fleet, so Fleet Street is um, a street in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and I believe that might have been a. I think that might have been the road they lived on in Baltimore. But anyway, maybe they kind of started doing a lot of like Baltimore type things. They were really known for their burger cookie stout. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I had forgotten about yeah. that. Which I don't know if they make anymore. I think there was some issue with 
the rights to Burger Cookie, or I think there was some... I don't know. I do remember that the first batch they had put out of it was really good, and then the second batch that they had through their contract brewing um, wasn't at... It was still good, it just wasn't as robust with the chocolate and vanilla as it initially was, so it kind of fell a little bit flat, and I think the popularity died a little bit, but... Another one that they're known for is their Camden Cream, Cream Ale, yep. which is nice. Again, Camden for Camden Yards, Baltimore Orioles. So a lot of their names of their kind of staple year rounds are kind of pay homage to Baltimore. All about Baltimore. Yeah. So some of their other ones, um, I just kind of wrote down some styles that they did not and not necessarily the names. So they do a Kolsch. I, I, lo- I would like that. Yeah. And I had that, and I remember liking it when I was there. You didn't bring any home? No, I brought you home. They have crowlers. I know. I brought you home. What did you bring? A rye, the rye IPA, I think. I don't remember that. I brought you home a crowler or something. Yeah, I don't remember it. If I don't remember, it didn't happen. I should have brought you the Kolsch, because I think the Kolsch yeah. is better. Um, okay, we already talked about Dan's, Dan's Jam. So, again, we're drinking the black currant blackberry, but they also have the pomegranate and boysenberry. Um, they have a double rye IPA. They have a session IPA, which we have. Yeah, I Love City Life, I think yeah. is what it's called. And they also have an I Love City Life hazy IPA. Oh. Um, they have an East Coast hazy double IPA. They have a West Coast style IPA, which we also have. Mm-hmm. They have a banana-soaked Hefeweizen, which is called, I think, Go Bananas. Mm. I'm I not know. big on I'm not either. but so when you say banana soaked, does that mean actual bananas were in it or I, I don't know. Now they were out of that when we did beer me, but that is something, these are a lot of these are the ones that they currently have. Mm. Okay. Um, they have a brown ale, they have, um, a plum cherry goza and, um, the, the I love city life hazy IPA. I'm very excited for us to get into that session IPA because I haven't found many good session IPAs and I actually like that style. So I'll be interested to see what that's like when we eventually drink that one. Not on podcast. Well, maybe we'll do it on podcast at some point. Not this episode though. Our last beer is the Cat's Pajamas. Uh, Can I just say, I love that they use so many cats. (laughs) Yeah. Hops the cat, cat's pajamas. So the cat's pajamas, which is a milk stout. And I like the fact that the picture uh, is a cat hanging out on a couch in a cow costume holding an empty can of Hops Hops the the Cat cat beer. And chocolate milk behind him. And there's catnip. And there's a bag of catnip and and a ball ball yarn. Yep. And the chocolate milk has a missing dog on it. There's a lot to that label. Yeah. Um, and the ABV is 6.2%. All right. So all these beers are very reasonable on the ABVs. I'm good with that. I like that. And they did um, have a barrel-aged version of their Patterson Pumpkin on Bear Me, which I am kind of interested in. Yeah, I thought and about that. you know, it's been a while since we've had a lot of full-tail beers, and... I think for a while, some of them were like hit or miss for us. Um, but after this lineup, I feel more confident buying some of their other stuff. So I'm, I would be excited to try that barrel aged pumpkin. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like 
It was Carlin's inter- Carlin's licking our glasses I screwed because up. he he That pour was on me. That was my fault because um I I overpour. I got too aggressive. I overpoured and I literally poured some over the other side of Rebecca's glass. I don't know what's wrong. I just finished a week of work at, when we're recording and it's been a long week and it's just yeah. So anyway, sorry. Um Oh, with oh, the beer? Yeah, I was going to say that I had thought about it and I was like, oh, that would be interesting. And then after, I, and then I went through and I was like, okay, we're going to get this, get this, get this. And then I skipped on it because I was like, well, we'll try a bunch of this other stuff first. I didn't want to go too crazy. Yeah. And then after I made the order, the next day I was like, uh, I, I kind of probably should have gotten that because I, I am interested. Anyway, it's got a pretty nice tan head on top. Very very soft looking head that just hangs out and makes it look super creamy. Makes you definitely think milk stout. And obviously it's dark. (laughs) Smells good. Oh, it does smell good. It It smells creamy. It smells chocolatey. It doesn't smell too sweet. So my beef with milk stouts are, I want it to be a little sweet, but not too sweet. And sometimes that kind of misses the mark. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a good amount of like a milk chocolate to it, but then there's a nice bitterness on the end that makes it a little yeah. dark chocolate esque. There's a very slight kind of like roasty ashy note mm. on the nose that I like. I like that touch. It's so it is so roasty. It's so malty. Yeah. I wanted to you? see. I wanted to see if they had anything on here about like lactose because it smells so creamy. No, it just talks about milking a cat. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but it smells it smells very nice. Oh my gosh, it's it's like so creamy. It's so creamy. Ooh. This is good. Yeah. Ooh. There's a really nice coffee note on the end. It's, it's almost like a mocha latte in a way. Mm. But the coffee's, you know, way Yeah, dialed I mean down. you can tell there's you can tell there's not like coffee actually in the beer. Mm. Um, it's not like that level of coffee, but it definitely has that roastiness. Um, and I like it because it is creamy, Mm -hmm. but not too sweet. Well, and feel me on this. This has an awesome mouthfeel for a, for a non-imperial stout. Right? Yeah, because it's only 6%. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, how often do you have a straight up stout that has a nice mouthfeel like this? It's usually very watery and underwhelming this this is how you do a straight stout for sure and man i dig that it's a sessionable stout yeah and it's kind of like it is a little sweet but it's not too sweet Mm -hmm. it's got that nice kind of bitterness coming at the end it's a little like a dark chocolatey bitterness it's got the milk chocolate up front it does taste kind of creamy almost a little vanilla-y yeah in my opinion hmm and that cat looks That's so fat and happy. I dig that that brew. I like it. I mean, how could he not be happy? He's drinking a beer and, <laughs> and has a bag of catnip. If you're a cat, I assume those are the things you want most in life. Um, so that's all the information I really found. I mean, a lot of the articles I read were just a lot about hyping, you know, them building the brewery. Right. And I know they encountered some hiccups along the way because the... Everyone does. Yeah. The license that they wanted, they couldn't get because they were too close to a school, so they had to serve food. Oh. 
Um, so depending the, I don't not, I forget what type of liquor license that they wanted, but they couldn't get that. So they had to get another one, which, so they had to try to figure out how to store food. And I'm sure that was like just a gigantic headache. Oh, Carlin's going back to taste to try to figure out his. Yeah, is, because I'm not. tough. I'm not in the driver's seat of this episode, so I can just keep style jumping yeah. right here. I can just drink as much as I want. This is tough because they're all so different. Yeah, but it's always like that on the showcases. I know, and it's always hard because it's kind of like, what do I was, what do I like, and what do I think they executed well, and how do I? I mesh work? those things together. I know, I know. I, I go back and forth depending on my mood. Yeah. I will say, as I drink the all together more, the yeastiness does come up a little bit. So, I have some water. You know. See if I have any left. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay, so I do have my order. I got it. Do you need some time? You want me to go? Go ahead. Okay, so first of all, I like them all, Avi, as we talked about. Um, my number four is actually going to be the Beer Maria, the, the Dry Hop Blondale. It's good. Uh, I don't really like all that Cheerio note coming through on it. Uh, that's why it gets the fourth place. My number three is going to be the Dan's Jams Sour Ale with Blackcurrant and Blackberry. I like it. Um, yeah, I like it. There's not <laughs> so much else I can say about it. it it's nice and, and fruity, but it's light fruity, and there isn't a whole lot of sourness to it. It's more tar like lightly tart. My number two is actually going to be the All Together Hazy IPA in collaboration with Other Half. Uh, that's, I like it as a hazy, which is kind of nuts because I don't really like hazies that much. So that's that's a big thing. And obviously my number one is the Cat's Pajamas, which is a milk stout. That's a really nice milk stout. That's very impressive, like I said, mouthfeel-wise for is. not being an imperial stout. Love the creaminess to it. I love all those flavors, how they come together, how it's... It's sweet, but it's also nice and bitter at the same time. It's it's all over the place. I, I like it. And that nice, like, coffee roastiness at the end is just the cherry on top. So that's my number one. Long pause for Rebecca. Are you still struggling with this? I'm still struggling just because... I can drink more beers for you. No. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go... Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're going to have to go okay. still not know what you want. So I'm going to have to say, so my number four is going to have to be Dan's Jam. Okay. Sour Ale. Got it. It's good. I, I, it's really hard because they're all really, really good. Um, it's just, for style-wise, I think there's fruit, better fruited sours out there. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I will still drink this and enjoy it, <laughs> um, but because I have to rank them, that's my number four. My number three is going to be all together, the hazy IPA. Really? Yeah, just because again, I don't that yeastiness. Just yeah. the style for me, I just don't love. It is again. These are all really, really good. So it's, um, but that's where I'm gonna. Oop. Where I'm going to rank it. And then my well, number... Well, while you're at it, you want to pop this one out, yeah, too? Yeah, pop it, pop it. <laughs> um, 
My number two is going to be actually the Beer Maria, the Blonde Ale. All right. I, I just feel like that style doesn't get enough love. Blonde in general. And uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's really well done for the style, which I think needs to be recognized. Well, and this might sound kind of tacky because I'm going to plug another brewery. <laughs> but if you want to talk about Blonde Ales that are underappreciated and awesome, um, Anthem by Union Craft Brewing. Mm. Their Anthem is a great blonde. I mean... Blonde, Pilsners, you know, I just, yeah. they don't get enough love. Agreed. Um, so, I mean, I think they get enough love, like, as people who are just getting into craft beer, but then people who have been there and like craft beer need to go back and, you know, get reinvigorated. Um, and then my number one is Cap's Pajamas Milk Stout. Again, I just think for... Six point two percent. Yeah, no. It is like well, very well done. Something you kind of touched on a little bit, and and this speaks to my mindset uh, when when I did my ranking is my bottom two beers, the sour and the blonde. Um, I feel like I can think of a bunch of examples that I would rather have above those, even though these are still good. But with the all together, I can't think of that many hazy IPAs okay. I would rather sure. have over yeah, that. you're right. Especially based on how many hazy IPAs are out there and what a lot of them taste like. And that one is pretty pretty damn good, in my opinion. Yeah. okay. And then that milk stout, like we were but, saying, like that's, that's an exceptional milk stout, in my opinion. And I can't think of many straight-up mm-hmm. milk stouts that I would want over that. So those I my can't. top two, for that reason... Really stand out style wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So that's why. I mean, when you think yeah. when you say it like that, I'm like, oh, maybe I should redo my ranking. I don't know. You can't redo your ranking. Where are you going? I'm getting an over here. Are you calling an audible? Yup. Keep them entertained. Make something else up. Um. <laughs> cats are the best. I'm glad this brewery supports the cats. Which one? I want this more uh, pills. I, I, want I, I so couldn't bad. decide. I couldn't decide which one you were going for because I'm like, we have a couple because we have the West Coast style IPA, we have the session, the IPA. session IPA, and then we have a six pack of the Memorial pills. Well, the thing is, after tasting through all these styles, I just, I just want a pills, and I'm like, well, let's just keep it on podcast because I want it so bad. So we're gonna do the Memorial pills. Can I you rinse that we me? Weren't. I'm gonna have to do it a weird way. I took a drink of my water and spit it into your glass. Why didn't you just pour it into my glass? Because that would not have gone well. You see, Have you seen my beer pouring? So I'm supposed to drink your backwash. Yeah, you kiss me, don't you? I guess. That's way less gross. Um, so I'm cracking open the 12-ounce can of their Memorial Pills. It is 5.3% alcohol. And what was that beer, Maria? 5, 5.6. 5.6, Okay. I did okay. a much better job on pouring on this well, one. It's... So. I think it's something about the 16 ounces. And At I least for me see... personally. Oh my god, it's got such... The head is so white. Oh yeah, it's slightly hazy. It's very yellow. Definitely looks like a nice pills. And yeah. Nick is a veteran. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think... I think so right? too. So, and this beer is brewed and inspired as a memorial to all... Who so valiantly fought, served, and gave ultimate sacrifice so we may leave, they may be free to follow our dreams and crack brews such as this. 
So, are you getting in on the smell? Sorry. I was see. looking at the can. Oh, no day code. Boo. Did you, guys got da- you guys got day any code. Any of them? I don't know. I didn't check the others. No. I just wanted to check the pills because it smells skunky Uh-oh. to me. That doesn't necessarily mean that it is. There are plenty of times I've smelled skunky. beers that smell skunky and don't taste it. So I don't think that smells skunky. There's a bit of a skunkiness, but there's that typical Pilsner smell to it yeah, as well. I, think, that's it's, nice. I think it just smells like a Pils. No, it definitely doesn't just smell. There's a weird skunkiness to it. I don't know why it's in there. But when I get past that, it smells nice and crisp and refreshing. Yeah. It tastes crisp and refreshing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's tasty. Mm. Oh, it's so light. Crisp, refreshing. It's got a little more mouthfeel than you would assume yeah, from the pills, which is cool. And then there's the nice honey. There's a little bit of a, like that hay note to it. It's good. I dig that. There's a slight kind of like lemon peel in I there as well. I say with all of these beers, I've enjoyed the mouthfeel. And for me, that's yeah. such a that's part a of the experience of drinking a beer is... I don't want it to feel just so flat and watery. Yeah. You know, I want it to be a little bit more, I want it to have that kind of thickness. Yeah, that's a good point that they really nailed mouthfeel on all mm-hmm. these. Huh, I didn't think about that. Good point. Yeah, this pills is nice. I'm glad I we mean, got a six pack of it. There's so many beers that like, I'm like, oh, I love the flavor, mm. but if it doesn't have the right mouthfeel, mm. it's like, mm. The oh. pills is good. I'm. Uh, that's like a perfect after we've been out um, walking a few miles type drink <laughs> with dinner. You know what I mean? I'll take because that. these are the activities we engage in now. We go out and yeah. walk the neighborhood for a couple miles. That's what you do. And then, all right. Well, we got beers beer. to drink. We sure do. <laughs> I'm excited. This is good. I don't. We're we're not dumping any of these. So that's no. that's pretty sweet. Plus, we're recording on the early side, so we got plenty plenty of time time. to work our way through. So, awesome. Thank you, Full Tilt folks, for doing what you do. This is a a fun time. And if you guys hear this, you know, you can uh, send us free beer if you want to do that. (laughs) We'll always take it. (laughs) Anyway, um, thanks for checking us out. Thank you, Carlin, for being here and uh, being my co-host for this episode. And hopefully I did a good job. Did it seem easy or tough? Or uh, in between? I think it was fine. Okay. I mean... So you think what I do is just not hard? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I know, I'm just messing with you. Turd. <laughs> um, anyway, so thanks for checking this out. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Brutal About a Podcast. You can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Mm-hmm. Um, please give us some ratings and reviews. We would love it. Yeah. And um, until next time. Keep it brutal. I feel so-